Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, I just got back from uh, a week in Orlando. I got so much good stuff that I can't wait to share. Uh, but literally, because I got back yesterday, I'm not ready to share it all today. But guess what? In coming weeks, we'll have some great content coming out for you. For those of you that are here, if you're if it's your first time, uh, turn your cameras on, please. If it is not your first time, you already know I'm going to say that. So I would just love to have cameras on. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about defining your niche, niche. I don't care what you want to say. Tomato, tomato. I don't really care. Niche, niche. Okay. It really depends on what depends on who I'm talking to at the time. But how many of you feel like you have a super clear niche? Okay, great. This is a great audience because no one does. I love it. I love it. Well, okay. How many of you uh, have like believe that you should have a niche? Okay. How many of you have fear? of defining a niche. Is the, is the fear based off of um, maybe losing people, not having enough, not having enough business? Okay. Okay. I love, I like, I'm just asking because I have gone through all those emotions. I have gone through the, I don't want to niche down, you know, because if I, if I, if I, if I niche down, I'm going to lose people. I'm not going to make as much money. Right? Like, so if you can relate to that, I got to tell you, I've been there too. Okay. But let me tell you something. How many of you know how much a general uh, practitioner, like a general physician makes on average? You can come off mute. It's fine. 250. 250. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to depend on where you are, right? Like 250,000 is about what a general, uh, what a general physician makes. Okay. How many of you know what a specialized physician makes? It's about $437,000. Okay. So a general physician, your family doctor that you go to makes on average, and this is a super, super like, you know, I don't know what your market says. So understand that, but you can assume they probably make around $250,000 a year. Okay. But if you're going to a brain surgeon, you better believe that brain surgeon has way more education, way more knowledge, right? And do you believe that having more education and more knowledge is worth paying more money? Right, you want to pay for someone who has more experience, someone who understands more, has more, has really t- taken some time. So your brain surgeon, on average, is going to make about four hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. So who wants to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars? I mean, I, I do, right? But who wants to make four hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars? Okay, like everybody's hands go up because the reason why is because they have niched down. Now at some point. There was probably some fear in there about like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to have enough patience? If I go and do my own private practice, am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? Right. But you guys, we are the exact same way. We are the exact same way. Real estate agents are a dime a dozen. Real estate agents are a commodity. Do you believe that? 
Okay. You might not, but your general consumer does. Your general consumer believes that real estate agents are a dime a dozen. There are, in my market, we're in the Seattle market, there's 10,000 real estate agents subscribed to the Northwest MLS. 10,000. I am one in 10,000 people. So how do you like, is that cool? Not really, right? And when 10,000 agents are all going after FISBOs and expireds right now, because I know a ton of agents who are, if you are cool, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more. I'd love to have someone on a call to talk about that a little bit later. But if there's 10,000 agents all calling the same people, all doing the exact same thing, who's going to make the most money? No one. We're all going to be doing the exact same thing. If every single agent did the exact same thing, every single agent would have the exact same results. Do you believe that? Okay. So this is like, this is why having a niche is super important. So put together a super quick presentation. We're going to do a little bit of a workshop. If you're on my goal workshop with me, we're going to do a very similar thing. Okay. Cause we're going to, once you have a pen and paper and I want you to be prepared because we're going to go and do some writing on this one. So what I want to help you do today is I want to help you learn how to describe what your niche is. And I am going to take a, a, a I might, I might have the unpopular opinion, but I don't necessarily believe that your niche should be a location. I don't believe that your niche should be a type of house. Those are important to have. That's important to have. But if you don't have a niche, I'm going to tell you it's going to be easier if you do it this way. Just because like coming from a gen, being a generalist right now, we're all generalists because every no one on their hand, no one raised their hand on this call saying that they have a niche. Okay, so every single one of you is a generalist. So now I want to help you become a specialist. That's my motto for 2023 is being a specialist, not a generalist. So my content, you'll see it a little bit more. Like as you start to watch a little bit more of my content, you'll see that my content is more targeted. There are specific groups of people that I'm talking to. And I'm going to show you exactly how I defined who I'm talking to. Okay. Cool. Okay. So let us, let me share screen here. If you guys have questions, feel free to come off mute. Actually, I need to put this in presentation mode just because um, I like it better when it uh, is presented. One second here. Yes, allow, allow, okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, I did this as a video. I don't know if I'm gonna do this right. I don't think I am. Okay, so we're gonna go back. We're not gonna do it this way. Technical difficulties, don't mind me. One second, we're just gonna do the good old fashioned share my screen way. This is what happens when I try to build my own presentation. You guys, if you guys have someone who can build presentations for you and you're not good at it, just have them do it because every single time I try to do it myself, I suck. So anyway, I should have had someone else do this for me. Anaya. Yeah. What? Killing me. I know. I, I did it this morning. That's why. It's because I just did it super quickly this morning. Just go up. Well, you're not no, sharing not your screen because I set it as a video, not as a presentation. It's because it's the wrong, it's the wrong template. So there yeah. we go. So I know, I know how to do it. I know, you know, it's just, I didn't do it right. Okay. So we're just going to do it this way instead. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You guys. So, um, you know, the, the, basically that's real quick. Like the, the definition of being an, of, of a niche is a Google definition is a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. So it's specialized, right? But when you, when you have a niche, you are able to speak better to your content. You're able to speak better to your audience and you're able to focus on actual conversations, not generalized scripts. Okay. Like we all have scripts. I talk about scripts all the time. I have scripts, but my scripts now are more, are more, are they're more conversational scripts. They're not like a script to speak to a generalized audience. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to grab a pen and paper. 
Okay. And I want you to write down, I want you to, we're going to spend a couple of minutes on this one because this one's going to be really important. This is like the most important piece of it. I want you to tell me the story of the, of your most favorite client that you have ever had. I want you to tell me their name. I want you to tell me how old they are. Where were they at in life? What were they doing? Why were they, were, why were they your favorite? And I'll give you an example of mine. If you want to know what this story looks like, mine says this. Okay. Mine were named Adam and Michelle. They were in their, they were in the mid thirties with no kids. They had three dogs and they had a beautiful home. They had no plans to have children. And their current house was 3000 square feet with four bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. The two of them lived in every single room of their home and they didn't have any more space. When they bought the house, they used it as a realtor, but they weren't happy. They said he was just blah and didn't really provide them much service. The reason they called me is because Michelle and I used to commute home from our corporate job together. And she remembers me at the very beginning phase of my real estate career, hustling to make it full-time as quickly as possible. Their needs started from a want. Michelle she loved their house, but the pandemic forced everyone to work from home. And she spent all day in her house and it slowly became smaller and smaller. Adam loves to cook. He spends four hours a day, every single day, prepping dinner. He owns five types of grills and the backyard, which was a half an acre, was too small for all of their grills, all of their dogs, all of the room that they wanted to entertain people because they're a young couple with no kids. All they cared about was entertaining. That was the most important thing to them. They had no privacy. Whenever they were at back, the neighbors would always try to come by and ask what's cooking. And it started to become slightly annoying. You guys see what I'm saying? See what I'm doing right now? I'm telling a story. So I want you to do the exact same thing. Tell me the story. Don't tell me what do they do, where they work. We're not going there right now. I want you to tell me the story. Like Carol has already been through this exercise with me. So like, just tell me the story. So let's take a few minutes and do that. Find some fancy music here, you guys, if you want to. Okay. Let's find some music.
So Petya needs a little bit more time, but while, while I'm going to ask someone to share, I want one person to share your story. Tell me, tell me the story of your favorite client. Christine. My favorite client, um, they were Frank and Kate. They were an internet lead. They um, actually, they were not an internet lead. I was doing a buyer seminar and they were already pre-approved. I just made a follow-up call with them. I didn't think that they were actually going to call me back. They did. And um, we looked at a lot of houses in one particular area and they were thinking they wanted something moving. They loved it. You know, they just they didn't want to do any work to it. They were like coming from a small apartment. She was pregnant. This was their second marriage, both of them. And we were just looking at looking at these houses in this one particular area. I um, told them about my area where I live. And I told them the reasons why I loved living in this area. And they're like, okay, we'll take a look. We'll take a look. And um, next thing you know, they're looking at townhouses. They ended up with a townhouse that needed work, like so much work that the basement, there were like hoarders that lived in there and like, you couldn't even walk through. And then the next thing you know, they're like, let's make an offer. There was like multiple offers. We got the house five years later. They did so many updates to it. Um, They're my they're one of my favorite clients. They referred me to two other people. They bought a $670,000 house and we're like the best of friends. So they are my ultimate favorite clients. So if you had an entire book of, I'm sorry, what were their names? Frank and Kate. If you had an, Frank entire, book, if you had an entire book of Frank and Kate's, mm-hmm. would you be a happy camper? Oh my God. Yeah. I only want to deal with them because they listened to me. Well, they listened to me in the beginning. And I, when I was doing this, this exercise, I was like, Oh, good thing. Like it made me think back, like, what are the things that I am, that I enjoy about with them? The people that I really like with number one, they listen to me. They're open to listening to me. I gave them my information. I gave them, you know, like I listened to what they were, what they wanted but then inevitably, you know, they came back to, cause I knew where they wanted to go. It just took time to get there. So just trying to figure out like how I can make that better um, and work with those types of people and honing in on that skill to just laser focus on that. So absolutely, completely agree with you. 
Great. Okay. So one of the things I said about um, Michelle and Adam, you went, you went there already, Christine. So I'm going to go there now. So the one thing I said about this from the beginning, they trusted me. They did everything I asked in the time I asked them to do it. They respected my role as the professional and often expressed their gratitude. Cause I got to tell you guys, sometimes this job is sometimes thankless and people don't say thank you ever. I work really, really hard. Like I have a client right now. I work really hard. I haven't once heard the word. I have not once heard. Thank you. What I love about Michelle and Adam is they express gratitude often. They retrusted me as the professional. I am the professional. They are the client, right? So they understood that. Um, when we look at homes, we had real conversations about the pros and cons and we spoke candidly. So I could have real conversations. I didn't have to have scripts, no scripting. No, like, well, you should think about this or here's the top three things you should think about when you're buying a home. It was like, look, you guys, this is not going to work for you because A, B, C, D, E, right? And a lot of times when you don't have, when you don't have that, that person, when you're just trying to get any single business, when you're trying to grab any single online lead and you're trying to grab just any business that you can get, soak it up, soak it up, soak it up. You have to think about what you're saying and not saying you don't want to think about what you're saying. Okay. I'm not saying that, but you have to really be conscientious. Right. You have like if you're not speaking to your person, your people, you have to be super conscientious about what you're saying. And sometimes it might it might change. Like, I don't do any of you follow um, Matt Leonetti on Instagram. So he is really funny. You should follow him. He does. He does. He does a uh, realtor comedy. He makes fun of real estate agents a lot. And it's really hilarious because it's like, oh, like this one script he just put out. This one script he just put out was. um um, <laughs> the realtor that doesn't, that, that wants to just kind of speak like wherever the client's saying. So, so someone comes in and said, they love the chip paint. He's like, Oh God, that's horrible. And then the other one said, Oh, actually I don't mind that chip paint. He's like, Oh yeah, that's actually not too bad. Right. So like, have you guys ever found yourself doing that? Trying to like figure out which one you want to kind of cater to? I have. Okay. When you're speaking to your client, you don't have to do that. Um, so then, uh, I said like when it, when we finally found their house, they, it got kind of sticky, but their house, because their house was not yet on the market, but she loved the house we found and they trusted me. They trusted me. They trusted my process. They trusted my system. I said, look, your house is on the market. We're going to get you this house regardless. And they trusted me. Okay. Someone else want to share their story about your favorite client ever. I can. Please. If no one else wants to go. <laughs> uh -huh. um, mine were Paul and Mandy. Um, they were freaking awesome. They, they allowed me to be the professional financially. They were extremely strong. Like they had um, really good jobs. They had more than enough to put down. Um, we met at a foodie festival. I'm a foodie. They're foodies. Uh, we danced together doing the cha-cha slide. <laughs> um, they loved the community that we live in. We're in the same city, which is important. I want more people in the area that I live in. Um, they were on the same page as well. Like when we did our consultation, we made sure that we got the wants and needs of both of them. And they were very considerate of one another too. If I sent a, a group text and one would respond, the other one would say, this is how I feel. What do you think? Um what was the other thing? And even after closing, we ran into a little bit of an issue with wallpaper and they brought it to my attention just because they were like, this is what we thought we should do. There was nothing I could do because it was already, we were already closed on the property. So I sent him uh, contractor referrals and told them to keep me posted on like how things go. Um, and they were very accepting of it. They were just like, okay. Like sometimes in the past with people, understandably so, they if something happens after closing, um, they get really frustrated. 
or maybe they don't have the amount of reserves or anything to repair it. So it was really nice to know that they bought a house and they could take care of things like that. Um, but they respected my time. They asked me to keep them in line for any deadlines. Um, anytime I offered any advice or my expertise, they would ask their questions and then we would move along. See, another story of your favorite client. Okay, now I want you to do one thing. It's gonna take just a minute to do it. I want you to think of the other three, three more people. You don't have three more people. That's where we have a problem. I want you to think of three more of your favorite clients. Can you tell me their names. What are their names? Okay. Should we have time? How many of you are able to come up with three more names? Great. So after this, what I want you to do is I want you to do the exact same thing. I want you to tell I want you to write down the story about them. Okay. I want you to write down the story about those about those four. So now you've written one story. I want you to write the exact same story about those other three people. Okay, on this call, we're gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna skip writing the story about them because that's gonna take too long, but we're gonna go to what you're gonna do next. Okay. So now you should have four people. These four people are going to fill your bucket. And what I heard from the two stories from Christine and Jess were not that they were in a specific location. I did not hear that. Not one of you said, oh, they're right, they're in my neighborhood. I mean, Christine did, but it, that's not how it started. I did. Mine lived in my neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. But like that, you didn't, you didn't find them because you were targeting a neighborhood. You found them because you were doing something you loved. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, if your marketing is targeting a specific neighborhood, now don't get me wrong. I also target on YouTube. I have one specific location that I target because YouTube is a very different algorithm. So I'm targeting a person. I'm targeting the, the people. I'm targeting Michelle and Adams of the world. And I tell them this all the time. <laughs> I call her all the time. I'm like, Michelle, what would you think? Blah, blah, blah. I actually talk to her regularly, you guys. I talk to Michelle regularly and I ask her what she would think. Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of this? I'm thinking about adding this to my service package. Do you think that would help you? So that's why you want to have those people because those people are going to become your marketing consultants. They're going to become your marketing consultants. You better believe I call Michelle. I literally call her all the time. I call them Michaels and Sarah's all the time. Hey, do you guys think this would help you in the next time? The next time we move forward in doing the same thing for you, do you think this would help you? If they say no, great. I'm not going to do it because that, that's my that's my target person. Okay. And also what am I doing? I'm talking to my past clients. I'm talking to my sphere. I'm reminding them who I am. I'm staying in front of them. So you better believe those people are sending referrals to me all the time because I'm not talking to them about, let me help you buy or sell a house. I need your help. I need your help with my marketing. I need your help with my business. They care about me because they expressed gratitude while we were working together. So they actually care about my business. So 
Now that you have your four people, the next thing I want you to do is I want you to write down what do they all have in common? Okay, this, it could be location, it could be age, it could be profession, it could be situation, it could be something, but what do they all have in common? An example of mine was none of them have children. So all of my favorite clients, none of them have children. Okay, let's have some ideas what they all have in common. Okay, can you see what we're doing now? We're defining them, we're giving them names. We're putting personalities to them. We're giving them personas. So that way, when you're talking to your audience, when you're creating your marketing, you guys, when you're creating your content, you're not creating general content. You're creating content for the Adam and Michelle's. You're creating content for the Michaels and Sarah's. You're creating content for the Frank and Joe, Frank and Joanne. Sorry if I forgot her name. You're, that's who you're talking to. So every piece, everything that you're doing, you're talking to them, right? So how many of you, like you've heard, like you need to have a vision of who you're talking to, right? We've all heard that. Does it help you to actually now have a vision of who you're talking to? So now my conversation, my, my marketing is targeted toward the one thing I learned is that all of my people have no children. Can I market to people who specifically have no children without violating fair housing guidelines? No. Okay. I can't do that. But what I can do is I can speak to the other situations in their life. Hey, has your house become too small? Have you, have you traveled so much in your life that you've collected trinkets from all of your many stops around the world? Have your dogs overtaken your house? Right. I'm speaking to people specifically. Like those are my people. You are a busy professional. So you'll start, start to hear it. You guys will start hearing me say it more in marketing. If you are a busy professional and your house is currently too small, I have a system for you. If you are a busy professional and your house is too small, I have a system for you. So I'm speaking to them because they're busy. All the Michaels and Sarahs and Adam Michelle's of the world are busy professionals. I have Jenny and Seth. I have Kelsey and uh, Kelsey and uh, what's her husband's name? Kelsey and Aaron, Kelsey and Aaron. Okay. I have all of those people. Those are the people that I'm talking to. I don't know what you mean by. Oh, stop Siri. Siri. Siri's yelling at me now. Okay. So um, just so you guys know real quick in the chat, I did, I did put Matt Landetti's Instagram in there. He's a really good person to follow you guys. He's also got great content. So you can R&D some of his content. His, his content is hilarious. He, 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 but he also is like teaching us how to be better agents because he makes, he, he says things sometimes. I'm like, Ooh, I've actually done that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. But the way he, he makes, he, he has a really good, he's very funny. So, okay. So let's go down to one more deep, one more deep on this. So you route, you figured out who your four people are. They all have names. They all have faces. They all have a story. 
You've decided what they all have in common. Now I want you to tell me, this is where we go into really understanding, understanding like what do they actually do? So where do they work? If you write down their places of employment, I'm going to bet you're probably going to find some similarities in the type of work they do, the, the career field, the, the career field that they're in, the career stage that they're in. You're probably going to find some similarities. So I want you to tell me where do they work? What do they do? All right, we're running out of time. Sorry, you guys do this all the time. Run out of time. It happens. Good content. Okay, so now you know where they work. You know what they do. Did you find some similarities in there? Tech companies. Tech companies. Pat, I bet you. I bet we'll, we can find something. If we dig into yours, where they work, what they do, there's going to be some similarities in there. It's just a matter of like trying to figure out what they are, right? So a lot of times they're not going to... This is, these are the types of things like you got to take time to do it. You guys, it took me like... I don't even remember how long. Like I've been doing this since September. Like I have been like really honing in on this in September. And it took me a long time. This one is really hard for me because, you know, trying to find like just writing it down real fast. I was like, oh, I don't really see it. But then like I learned that all of my people are between the age of 35 and 50. That's the age of my favorites, 35 and 50. They're all mid to executive level career. Every single one of them. They might not all be in the same industry, but they're all at that mid to executive level in their career. So that tells me that my niche is not first-time buyers. Correct? It's not my niche. I'm really good with them. Yes, I am really good with them. That's the other thing about a niche is when you're trying to when you're trying to work this out, like we start to think about what we're good at, right? I'm really good with first-time buyers. I'm excellent with buyers because I'm so focused on education. I'm really good with them. But that doesn't mean that's my niche. That doesn't mean that's my niche. That doesn't mean that's like where I want to spend most of my time because, you know, first-time buyers, to be honest with you, they take a lot more of my time than I would like to, than I, than I have. You know, first-time buyers actually slow my, slow my growth down. They're awesome to work with, right? And I can target them really well, but I also have a buyer's agent that works with them. They, they, she does the showing that she works with them because that's, that's where she wants to focus on. But for me, I don't necessarily know that that's where I want to go for my goals. Okay. So when you, when you have figured out what they have in common, the next step is what is happening in their life right now. Because people, when they're watch, listening to your content and watching your content, it's not going to matter six months down the road. It, I mean, it will. The consistency will matter. But you're going to capture people by talking to your, the exact people in the exact stage in their life right now. So my, what's happening to my Michelle's and Adams and my Michael's and Sarah's and my Jenny's and Seth's, they don't need to move. They don't need to. It's not like a, a, a human need to move. It's a want. It's a want because there's some other things happening because they're trying to get promoted at work. And there's like, you know, there's too much stress. They're commuting too far from work. And every time they get home, it's just kind of crazy all over the, all the time because there's so much stuff in the house. They don't feel like they can clear out their brains, right? So it's more of like a want, a want that becomes a need. So you need to think about where are they at in their life right now? And how can you speak to them right now? I'll put these slides in my Facebook group. 
because I did not put them in for the wildly important goal. So I will put these ones in for the Facebook group. Um, and if any of you have any questions, anybody have any questions or anything you want to add to this? Because we're over time. Okay. How many of you found this to be helpful? So what I would like you all to do, okay, I would like you, once I put these slides in the group, which I'll do that right afterward, I would like you to spend some time and do this exercise. Anna, yeah, you, she just put in there, I'm all over the place with people that I've liked working with. I need to sit down and think, yes, you do. You can't do it in a half an hour. You, you can't. You need to sit down and you need to find that one person. Like if you had an entire plate of just that one person, oh my gosh, you guys, here's the deal. We're going to go back to making more money. When you, when you focus on who you want to work on, you're going to make more money. Okay. Let's be real. I have a very good relationship with money and I am okay saying that I like to make a lot of money. I like to make money. I love money. Okay. I love it. Money allows me to do the things in life that I want to do in life. Money allows me to be able to give back. Money allows me to be able to travel. Money allows me to be able to grow. Okay. So I want to make sure that when I'm earning the money, I'm doing it in the most efficient manner. So when you have a niche and you have a targeted audience, you will make more money. My income over the last few years has grown significantly. And I've been a generalist. And I look between 2021 and 2022, I had a, I, I made $50,000 more between the two years. It's not very much. Yeah, I made over $500,000 in GCI, but only $50,000 more than I did the year before. So I looked at my business and I said, okay, what do I need to do differently in 2023 that I did not do in 21 or 22? And what I learned is I need to be a, speci a specialist, not a generalist. I don't want to be a general real estate agent anymore because right now this market is shifting and this market is going to weed out all of the generalists. If you're not willing to become a specialist, you are going to be weeded out one way or the other. So you have to, you have to spend time doing this because you're going to make money. You're going to survive the shift. You're going to have more free time because you're going to be spending time with people that you like. So it's not going to feel like work. You're not going to feel like you have to run back and forth and show a hundred houses to a random buyer that you found online. I've done it. We've all done it. It's okay if you do it. But like, if you want more time and you want to make more money and you want, and you, and you want to have more, more joy in life, I mean, let's be real. You want to work with the people you want to work with. Is that, is that true? Am I right? Love it. Love it. Jen has a quick question. Does your niche necessarily have to be like your very favorite client? I mean, can it be like divorce? I mean, I mean, I'm not divorced. I've never been divorced. It's not necessarily like a great subject that, but I know that is a, a good niche. And I actually have a lot of friends that are going through that right now. So does it have to be your, I mean, I know it will bring you more joy to work with your favorite client, all the things, but still it is a niche that is needed. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I, your niche could be whatever you want it to be. Absolutely. If you want to, if you want to be a divorce specialist, I personally have never even looked into it because I don't even want to, I don't want to manifest that in my life at all. So I choose to, I choose to avoid that as a niche. Now, have I worked with divorced people and have I done a good job at it? Absolutely. I'm good at it, right? Like I can do it. I can talk to people, but is that like, that's the kind of how I look at it. So you can do, you can kind of look at your niche at however you want, right? I look at mine as like, these are people who are very much like me. These are people who are at the same, like, you know, the same point when I'm at in life because I can connect with people. I'm all about connection. I don't know if you can figure that out. I love to have a connection. I like connection. And so I don't necessarily, I can't necessarily connect 
on a personal level with divorced couples, although I have worked with divorced couples who have both been my friends, right? And so I, I'm able to do it. I'm good at it. But is that like where I want to spend all my money? I don't know. Is there money in that, in having that as a niche? Yes, absolutely. There is. So you, I think you just read my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was have, thinking the same thing. Am I manifesting that if I'm working with those kind of people all the time and I don't want to do that? Yeah. And I don't know that you are, but I, it's the law of law of attraction, right? I just, so it's just kind of one of those things. Part of the reason I've, I chose to avoid that specific type of a niche for sure. But I mean, there's Thank a lot you. of people who do it and do a really good job at it. So, you know, think about that. I and mean, then maybe some of your favorite clients have been clients who eventually did get divorced, or maybe your clients are, maybe your favorite clients are people who, you know, um, were just getting married. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to kind of think about that. So, but to your point, like having a divorce niche means that you can have a certification. There's not really necessarily a certification for busy professionals with no kids. Right. But there's other certifications I can do. So good question. Okay, everyone, thank you so much. I hope this helps. Thank you so much for coming. Have a wonderful weekend. See you next week. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.